the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you're having a beautiful Saturday morning. It's a little gloomy, but it's all right. Hey, we're breathing on our own, aren't we? I'm telling you, I'm thrilled to be breathing on my own. God bless every person out there. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, let this be a wonderful day. Let everybody learn and grow and be productive. Help them to know what's going on in their world. But to open their eyes and seeing how they're purchasing things, what they're doing, how they're making choices, what they need to do to make that right choice. Bless each and every one with excellent health and the right state of mind and everything they touch, everything they do. And we give you the glory. And that's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, I texted around and was going to put it on my Facebook, but I run out a little time there. But uh, Corinthians has got a neat little message that I ran across the other morning. And it's Corinthians six twelve. Everything is permissive for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is per- permissive for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. It's all right if I do something to you, but I don't want it done to me. In the car business, it's all right to twist the truth. It's all right to say you something you can't afford. It's all right to paint the picture. It's all right to intimidate you. But I don't want that done to me. But, you know, here's the key to a lot of stuff in our lives is... Our actions, some actions may hurt others. Anything that we do that hurts rather than helps others is not right. The key is knowing the difference. The key is I'm going to say you so hard that you're going to love what I tell you and you're convinced for a few months that I did the right thing. I'm your friend. I'm helping you get into a brand new car. I got news for you. There's a hundred dealers that'll help you get in a new car. There's thousands of dealers that'll help you get in a used cars. So what kind of help is it? What's permissive? What is it okay for me to do to you? What's it okay for me to tell you? We're going to discuss that a little bit today. We're going to discuss about some situations I hear about so much that's going on people's lives. But give us a call here, 210-340-9585. 210-340-9585. No dumb questions. We'll talk about anything. It doesn't matter. Value of cars, situations, what's your situation in your financing, what you should do. Uh, we had... I've had so many calls lately, and I'm talking about people that carve. There's not much life left to it. A lady called me yesterday selling me a a Sequoia with a bad engine. A lady moving out of her RV camper. I'm buying it Monday. I've looked at it, and I'm going to buy it. I buy campers. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, a Sequoia with a bad motor, a lot of people would throw their hands up and say, I don't want it any figure. A friend of mine called me. He's got a 08 Kia uh, Sorento he can buy for 300 The problem is he's going to buy a used motor and put it in the unit. And time he gets through, he's going to have, you know, $4,000 in it. And those motors and those units, those years, don't last long. 
so he'll be back in that same situation. Will he get $4,000 worth of use out of it? Maybe, maybe not. we got to make the right decisions. That's why we need the Holy Spirit, and that's why we need prayer. That's why we need education. We go to school for everything in the world, but we don't go to school for buying and selling cars. Uh, God through my first book, we don't know which direction we're going to go on it, What and really don't even know the title on it. My wife came up with uh, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars 101, uh, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars for Dummies. Uh, you know, and that not not a bad title because so many people think they know what they're doing. And you can't go against the training. The training is so out of, it is so important, so big in the business, in the car industry. I'm showing on Facebook right now. Go to Randy Adams' Facebook, and you can watch his show live. I'm showing all the awards that training has won. Training. And I'm talking about they name the companies, they name the people, they name the organizations and how many awards they've won and how many places there is. And how do they keep score? How do you win one of these awards? Is it because your product that sells to a new car dealer makes the most money? They're the happiest with you? Go figure, folks. Hey, football, we keep Baseball, oh, thank you, Astros, for winning. I loved it. Uh, they keep score with runs coming across the plate. But car dealers and training and this type of F&I training, this type of closing on selling, is kept score with money, customer money. Oh, by the way, your money. And so when these trainings make more money than the others, they win these awards. So you might be helping somebody win an award. Gee, thanks. I walk in there, and I think I got the best deal in the world. And then six months, a year later, I realize, hey, I see a car that I just paid a truck. I just paid 75000 on it, and they're on the market now for 35000 45000 55000 How much did you lose? Talked to a gentleman the other day. Another one. Got him a brand-new Mac Daddy 4x4 Ford. I'm telling you, it is a, ooh, man, it is pretty. And he said, you know, here we go again. I keep hearing you talk on your radio station, but I got the right unit. I got the unit, man, it is a baby doll. He said, and how is it going to be worth 30000 in three or four years from now with 120,000 miles on it? I'm so let's look at the market today. Let's go find a 13. Let's go find a 14 with 100,000 miles. Are people knocking the doors down to buy them? Yes, they sell. And because they're such a reduced price, yes, people buy them. But do you want to lose that money? You, did you make the right choice? So many people buy four-wheel drive trucks, and they don't pull nothing. They don't haul nothing. They ride around in them. They never see mud. If they do, they're out there trying to find a place to run it through there. They're playing. They're not working. I want to be productive. I want something to be worth something down the road. But here's, I mean, these people are winning awards on your money. They keep score on your money. F&I growth and prosperity is a great feeling. Oh, yeah. And this is a guy that owns some dealerships. He's quoting this. Our team, our team works very hard every month in and out. Hats off to them. Continue to deliver results oriented by F&I solutions to our dealer partners. Well, they won the award. But, I mean, there was... They, they give awards down for 10 places on products, F&I products. And they've got awards for the products. they got awards for service contracts. You know, includes 12 first-place trophies in 13 top categories in service contracts. And that's making money on the service contract. Special finance training, there's another division in this. For special finance training. So, hey, fix ops training. 
Well, you know what that is. That's somebody has got an objection to it. They're going to fix that. They know how to handle that. Yeah, man, there is so many awards. And then they got a big page in this book, training at its best, and it's got all the stuff in it. So you think their good old boys are there? Good old boys, it's permissive to them to lie to you, twist you, spin you, foursquare you. But they don't want to do that if they're buying anything. When they walk into these dealerships, oh, no, they want the best product, best price. Deal with the manager. I want the head guy. I don't want to talk to no salesperson. They're a salesperson at the car lot, but they don't want to talk to the salespeople when they walk in to buy anything else. They want the big guys. Yeah, I'm special. I'm special because I've been trained. I know how this game is. I know how to sell. I know how to close. I know how to put you together. But that's all right. It's permissive to them. It's permissive what they say and what they do. But when they know the difference, and these guys know the difference, they know because they're making fun of you back doors, back in the sales office, how much money they made. That's why I want you to be open-minded. Understand what's going on. Understand this is a serious game for your finances. How hard is it to walk out there and not owe too much money when everybody's firing at you, everybody's trained, everybody knows what's going on? It's permissive to me to do whatever I want. But is are you hurting somebody? Oh, I'm not hurting anybody. What's a payment two, three hundred a month too much for? They'll they'll overcome it. It'll be all right. Oh, really? I had a little lady that's pregnant to call me the other day, and they owe twelve thousand on a car that not much left left to it, one hundred and sixty thousand miles. And she's pregnant, and they need a bigger unit, and this unit's not going to be able to get her around, not be able to get her husband to work. Their credit is okay, and they're they're ten thousand upside down on a car that not much life left to it. Talk to a gentleman. Hey, and he's about to co-sign for a lady. And they didn't understand the whole process. And he said, Randy, I, I need to understand. I'm a listener. been listening for two years. And this girl's like a granddaughter to me. And I was about to sign a co-sign for her to get a new car. And he said, but things didn't add up. And I want to understand what's going on. First off, she owes 16000 on a unit that they kept telling her that they were going to give her 10000 trade in and kick the trade. Well, that's selling her on 10000 trade in, and they kick the trade. They're not going to pay the trade off. That 10000 is just a figure to close you. They're going to put the unit in the back. And they're going to call the finance company that's, that's financed on the unit and say, we have captured the unit and give us 500 to save the repo fee and you can pick it up from us. Oh, you won't give 500 Well, you give 400 We give 300 It's free money. And her credit was going to get worse. Credit's not bad, not great, but she did need a co-signer on a new car because they want that co-signer to guarantee that they get lower rate. She could probably get bought. But, oh, no, they would have to pay probably 8 9%, maybe 10% to get her bought. But with a co-signer, they can get that deal for 2%. And they can charge 12 to 15%, and they'll make that 13% on that brand-new unit. Then they go to, she, he goes to the next. I said, well, they're not going to pay the unit. Her credit's going to go south, and they're not worried about the 16000 so he said, okay, kicking the trade now, I understand, and you've mentioned it before. I said, there's a lot of dealers that kick the trade. you got to watch out there. You're burning your credit. They're taking advantage of the situation. They know what they're doing. Permissive. They know what they're doing, and they know that they've told her they're taking in a trade. They know that they've told her it's $10,000 trade-in, but it didn't hit the contract. See, that's the key. They didn't put that on the contract. And he got nervous about the deal and walked out. See, he said, if they're giving me 10000 trade-in, but it wasn't on the contract. I said, because kicking the trade means they're going to kick it out and not pay it. Okay. He said, my next question. I said, all right. He said, the payment's 700 a month, and she can't afford it. 
I said, okay, for how many months? So he went and looked down because he had wrote down everything they'd said, even though he didn't sign the contract. 72 months. He said, they're selling us the car for 20000 and it's 700 a month for 72 months. I said, how in the world can you be paying almost 50000 She had 1000 cash down. $50,000 for a $20,000 car that's going to be worth 12000 in two months. And it's only 20000 but you're paying in almost fifty. Does that make? Did you want to get co-signed on that? Don't co-sign for some kind of deal like that. I don't believe in co-signing. I'll tell you a quick story. My best friend growing up, we're out of high school. I'm buying and selling cars. He's detailing cars for us. Great detailer. Great detailer. Uh, his name was Billy Prenny. And so we got in a, a real cool GTO. And, I mean, this is back in the 60s. So, I mean, there was, that's when cars were cool, in my opinion. But, anyway, we got my dad bought a GTO. And Billy said, I want to buy it. So he goes down to the bank and gets with the banker, and they call up. And Billy calls my dad, and he happened to be at the office at that time. He said, hey, Pops, that's what he called him. Hey, Pops, he said, the banker said, everything's fine. He said, uh, all I need, I've got the loan, everything's set up. I just need you to co-sign my dad said, co-sign? He said, I won't even co-sign for Randy. How am I going to co-sign for you? He said, I don't believe in co-signing. i tell you what, if you co-sign a note, you may have to pay it. But how would you like to co-sign that note I'm just talking about? A $20,000 car, it's going to be worth 12000 in a couple of months and pay back $50,000? If she can't make the payment, it comes back on you. Do you make that payment? Do you want to make that payment while she drives that car and it loses value? And in that unit in a matter of three, four years going to be down to three or four thousand. And you're going to still owe thirty thousand, twenty eight thousand. But see, it's permissive to me to bury you and to tell you all this stuff and to twist you, turn you and spin you. But I don't want it to happen to me. I know the difference. I'm the best. I'm a salesperson. I've been trained. Went through all these classes, man. And I know how to make money. And I know how to twist everybody. It's unbelievable, folks. I get calls every day like this. Trying to help people. Tell them what their options are. And there are options. But they can try to work out. But, man, what are you doing with your finances? Do you have any money left at the end of the month? Are you in debtor's prison? Have you made those bad decisions, uh, choices that put you in debtor's prison? We don't want you in debtor's prison. A uh, lady called me yesterday. She's wanting to buy a unit. She says, I follow the Dave Ramsey. This is my budget. This is what I can spend. This is what I want to do. Great. Use my system on me. I buy the good, the bad, the ugly. I sell the good, bad, and ugly. I got in an 11 model, three quarter ton truck yesterday that's got probably dents, quite a few dents all the way around. But the price adjusts the work or the vehicle. See, that's the key. I sell this truck for 8500 Normally they sell for 15000 It's half price because it's got some dents around on it and 153000 miles. It's got a lot of life, but somebody can use it and work on it. you got to know what the value is. you got to know what the market is. you got to know what the end results are. And she knows her results because she knows what her budget is and what fits her budget and what she can afford. That's the key, understanding your situation. There's a million different situations out there. There's a million different problems, a million different vehicles. you got to fit your budget, your lifestyle, your family, your needs, how far you go to work, how many miles you put on. There's so many different questions, and I try to answer them. I try to give people options on it. But there's, you know, vehicles are part of our life. Worst investment we can make, other than our soul, we don't want to lose our soul. And we've talked about that, and I may talk a little bit more about it today. Depends on how much time i got and how much I'm rambling on and how much the Holy Spirit leads me. And so, but I want you to understand that that Scripture is so right. But when you know the difference, when you know right from wrong, 
And salespeople know right from wrong. Now, there is some times when salespeople don't. Several of my friends were out of work and needed a job bad. And they went to new car dealerships because they advertised, oh, man, we're going to train you and you're going to make so much money. And so they bring them in there and they put them through a little Mickey Mouse training they got. But it's training to make a lot of money. It's training to get the customer set up. And three of my Bible study people went to these type of dealerships. And I told them when they told me, oh, I went to job, went to work for so-and-so selling cars. I said, okay, now you're going to learn the bad way. Now, I would understand. I would explain to them what they were doing. Number one, they were going to convince you to sell to your friends, family, and relatives, everybody around that you know co-workers, people in and trust in you because they teach you to put that in trust and also kind of a little bit of help me out, beg me, I'm going to take care of you. Oh, man, this dealership's great. And they brag about the dealership. And then they lay away their family. They get them in debtor's prison. And then after that, they're either great salespeople or they go down the way. And then most of the time they send them down. These three in my Bible study went down the road. They figured out they were out to cheat the customer, and they didn't want nothing to do with it. So they left. The real good ones that learn the business go somewhere where they tell the truth. 20% will tell the truth, 80% don't. So you've got to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so that's the key in what I'm trying to do because they do know the difference I want you to know the difference because it's so right. Your actions, some actions may hurt people's, people or others. Anything we do that hurts rather than helps others is not right. Especially when you know right from wrong. And salespeople know from right from wrong. Very few, that the beginners don't maybe until they open their eyes and they see, you know, in a permissive society, it's easy for Christians to overlook or tolerate some immoral behaviors while remaining outraged at others. We pick what sins are worth or worse. You know, it's all right for me to do that, but I don't want nobody to do it against me. It's all right that I tell a few little lies, but I don't want it done to me. The biggest Outrage at a car dealership is when a customer lies to the dealership. Oh, man, they want to put them in jail. They want to back the deal up. They want to cuss them and holler at them. They lied to us. Oh, okay. And the, and the famous saying, bars are liars. Oh, man, I've heard that a million times. And sometimes people don't know the difference. Sometimes their life's so busy. Sometimes they don't look at their transportation. Sometimes they're firing questions and they're spinning the customer. Here's the situation. When they're spinning the customer and they're firing questions at them and they're spinning prices on them and spreading deals on them, and they expect them to know everything and fire it right back at them, the truth, you know, and, and the customer lies and gets spun around and four-squared and mixed up. Sometimes they got so much pressure on them, they can't think straight. And that's what the dealerships are. They're just like a machine gun, just rapid fire at you. And it's hard to come up with the right question. Hey, don't forget, I'll give out my mobile number next half of the show. So get pen and paper, get ready for that. Get ready to write this number down, 210-340-9585. I got Barry as a producer. He does a great job. I got Barron somewhere in the world. We don't. Have you seen Barron today? I haven't. And then we've got Mr. Michael Payne. I can't believe let me on this radio station with all these preachers. God bless this station, KSLR. Thank you, The Word, 630 a.m. Thank you, listeners. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in. I hope I'm making a difference. I hope I'm enlightening you. I hope I'm getting you open-minded. I want to educate you. I want you to be the best person, do the best you can at all times. We'll be right back. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in. God bless you, and I'm going to give my phone number out when we come back on air. Thank you.
Park Toyota of San Antonio is an auto dealership where you can buy from a dealer that truly cares most about your complete satisfaction before and after the sale. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's most exclusive and prestigious award, the President's Cabinet Award for 2013, 2014, and now 2015. This award recognizes operational superiority, high-volume sales, and most importantly, outstanding customer satisfaction. At North Park Toyota of San Antonio, we feature hassle-free, no games, no gimmicks, posted pricing every day on every vehicle. We don't mark them up just to mark them down. Every new Toyota comes with complimentary Toyota care, two years or 25,000 miles of no-charge maintenance with a complimentary car wash. And we will buy your car even if you don't buy ours. Appraisal purchase offered valid for 10 days from the date of appraisal. North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South, exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Hello again. Hello again, it's Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to go to our website, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Get a second opinion of what your car's worth. I buy a lot of your listeners' cars, just like the lady that uh, needed to sell the Sequoia. Um, sell a lot of cars to people around, help them find the right location, help them know what the market is. Go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Describe your car. I'll buy your car. I want to buy your car. I put the VIN number in, so I'm not going to be like some of the buying centers around that entice you to come in, put the VIN in, cut you to your knees, pick on your car. It's a used car. It's not brand new. It's not a brand new price. Go to a website on the other side, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Follow the easy process. First off, go to ftc.gov, see your credit score, look at your credit, make sure it's cleaned up. Then also go to, uh, after you've cleaned it up, go to your bank, credit union, go to five or six of them. Get the best rate, find out what it fits your budget, to how much interest, how long you're going to pay on it, how much the total note's going to be. Then talk to your mechanic, body shop, consumer report. You know what? And sometimes consumer report's not right. I mean, I've got a gentleman that I go to church with, and we never have problems with Buick lacrosses. And Consumer Reports giving it a bad rap, and I don't understand that. I see cars with 150, 200,000 miles, and I talk to the people who who own them, and they don't have any problems with them. That's how I judge a car when it hits 150,000 to 200,000 miles. So sometimes the Internet's not 100%. Look at uh, class action suits, look at recalls, look at everything, research it hard, research when you make that decision where to buy it, what to do, uh, see what old market, new market. We, we've had a market drop, I'm going to tell you. It has, we didn't expect, and me, the auctions, everybody in the business expected the business to stay strong due to Harvey. The, the flooded cars, and these flooded cars are hitting San Antonio big time at the salvage sales. Be prepared. You might need to call me. Next week I may do a little more detail on how to look for a, a flood car and w- what the value of it is because it, it, that's a different type of ball game. And plus, the guys that are buying have to have a salvage license. Well, these guys running around buying stuff don't have a license at all. They're not accountable or responsible to anybody. So study hard what you're going to buy. Know what your trade's going to worth. Get your financing lined up. Make a better decision. And that's what we're trying to do, give you that opportunity. And give me a call on selling me, buying, anything that I can help you with, any questions, any situations, if you need options on, on what you what you're going on. Uh, so many people have called me about leases. And leases are tough. The dealers make more money on leases. They're not going to take a gamble. Think about this. Are they going to gamble what that car is going to be worth in three years? They don't have any idea what that car is going to be worth. But they're going to leave themselves enough room to make sure that they're safe. And they're going to make sure that they're hoping you put too many miles on it. I had some people in with a vehicle that the penalty on miles was 22000 and so they had the choice of paying the penalty of 22000 or buying the unit for 18000 But the problem was the unit was worth 10000 
So they said, what do we do? I said, don't pay the 22000 penalty. You'll all, you'll lose 22000 Pay the 18000 for it. And if you, they hate the unit. They've been living with it for three years. They couldn't get out of the lease. And so they, I said, sell it to me for ten. And you lose eight thousand. You do. You, I'd rather lose eight than twenty-two thousand. So watch out on penalty on miles. Watch out on leasing vehicles. Well, you know we never can guess the right miles, and it depends on what they're charging you for penalty on the miles. So, you know, take my advice. Do whatever your little heart desires. But leasing is not the best option. Dave Ramsey says never lease a car, and rent to own. I've had a bunch of calls on rent to own. And these people are so excited, and they found out the interest rate is higher than a loan. It's even higher than 26.7% interest, and they can repo it easier at any time and quicker. So rent to own, you better watch out what you're doing there because it can cost you a lot of money, a whole lot of money for a short time. You can you can call Uber and get by cheaper than, than a rent to own. So keep that in mind. So there's so many options to it. But give me a call on my mobile, 830-708-4789. That's 830-708-4789. And in Proverbs 4, 5, and 6, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom. She will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Through all cost, all you have, get understanding. You know, you got to be in control of your emotions, your desires, your feelings. Because if not, when you go to buy a vehicle, if you're not in control of your mind, your thoughts, if you haven't forgiven everybody, Envy. How does envy fit in? Somebody else has got something I want. Somebody else, maybe they can't afford it. Maybe somebody gave it to them. Maybe they're in a bind. Maybe they don't have anything left at the end of the month. But we don't think about that. We think of of the moment. We think of the look, the feel, the desire, the emotions. And we got to have what somebody else has got. I'm, I'm not jealous of my buddy and his brand new Mac Daddy four wheel drive Ford. Sure, not jealous of the payments he's got to pay. Best kind of car is a paid for car. I guarantee you, I love those that are good, dependable. You take care of them. They treat them like something special. Because I got news for you, it beats walking. Man, it beats walking in a bicycle by a mile. So you know we're not training kids the millenniums, young people, how to take care of a vehicle. And don't bankrupt your parents. When I teach at schools, uh, don't bankrupt your parents because kids say, well, he's got a new back daddy truck or they're driving a sports car. I want one. I have so many parents in the last 20 years come up and buy their car, their kids, a Mustang GT or a Camaro. And I tell them, you gonna you gonna hurt your relationship. Well, how are we gonna we're we're rewarding our son. He's good. We're rewarding our daughter. She's good. You're rewarding them with something that's fast, and everybody's wanting to drive it. Everybody wants to be in it. I said it's too much distraction. Number one, they're too fast. I said they're going to get tickets. They're going to lose their license. The insurance is going to go up. You're going to have to sell the car. And after they've tore it up and and destroyed it, it's not going to be worth nothing. Or you, you know, you're going they're going to put some miles on it. I sold a GT Mustang one time to a good friend of mine, and he just wore me out. About thirty days later, what a piece of junk it was. And I told him not to get it for his son. He said, but my son is a safe driver, slow driver, and he does everything right. And the the son had burned the brand-new tires off the rear. The guy had not even noticed it. And I showed him the picture when we sold them, and 30 days later, the, the brand-new tires were gone. And the kid had hit something and busted the radiator. 
but his son never drives fast. Come to find out, the kid had a ticket hid from him. He got caught speeding about 30 miles an hour faster. Well, he was running 100 on 70 mile an hour speed limit. So, you know, relationships matter. Put your son, your daughter. You know, I've sold units, and this is hard to believe. We buy police from units. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter to me. I just sold a police car that was hit down both sides to a guy that's going to make it a street ride. It's a long story, but you, you need to call me, 830-708-4789, if you want to hear the rest of that story. But anyway, so I've sold police cars to families, and they'll take the black and white off or paint them cheap paint job, but they're big brakes, big suspension, they're solid cars, most of them are low miles, and they put their kids in something safe, and they don't have to have the biggest and the baddest and the greatest. They need transportation. Don't bankrupt your parents' kids. And when I go to churches, I teach on uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of don't buy with pride, greed, and keeping up with the Joneses. I do. If you've got a church and you'd like me to come in on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, give me a call, 830-708-4789. And I'm going to tell you, I've had to work with a bunch of preachers who bear themselves in vehicles. They're so gullible when they walk into these dealerships and they get laid away. Twenty years ago, I had a friend of mine. He owed uh, $10,000 too much on his truck and $10,000 too much on his wife's van. We worked it out. It takes a little time. It takes a little common sense. Now he's got equity, and that's what you want. You don't want to be driving around in something. You owe 10000 20000 too much. I've seen lately a lot of $20,000 upside-down people, underwater 20000 Get wisdom. Get understanding. Open your eyes. See what's going on around. Understand business. I've got so many people say, how in the world can it be a million and a half a month to open the door on on the dealership? I said, easy. Start adding it up. Utilities, 100000 a month. Insurance, 200000 a month. Advertising, three, 400000 a month. Salespeople, you know, cleaning supplies, keeping the place clean. Well, and then landscaping. I mean, it just adds up, adds up, adds up. Unbelievable. Well, they got to make that money somewhere, somehow. They don't have a money tree. It don't fall out of the sky. It falls out of your pocket. Yeah, back pocket national. So we want you to be ready, willing, and able to understand this business, to understand your purchases, hoping that you can get control of your emotions, get control of your desires, get control of the envy, Oh, man, envy, they got something I don't have. And here we go with another class. I'm going to put it on Facebook, Randy Adams' Facebook. And it shows right here, doing our part after a little bird watching with Mrs. Marv and his madness is reminded of a critical role of F&I managers play in the development of showroom salespeople. You, it's the responsibility of the F&I, and there's a class, several classes for this, to develop their, show, their salespeople to be prepared to say the right things to sell F&I and all the add-ons. Let's do our part by encouraging our salespeople to push hard, push hard, that's underlined, for the finance opportunity and execute uh, execute a strong turnover. Doing so guarantees that customers will likely return and the sales staff will be ready to direct them back to your office the next time around. Good luck. Keep closing. Closing hard. You walk in that dealership and everything is trained to close you. Everything is ready to put you in that position. Yes, we're in a market change right now. The good news is some dealerships don't know that. They think that the business is still up high on the used cars, and it's dropped dropped about a grand on certain units, two grand on high-dollar sport utilities and uh, exotics. But, it, you know, so it's dropped some. But the good news is 
you need second opinion. You need to know where you stand. So go to learn to buy and sell cars.com or give me a call, 830-708-4789. Walk around that car. Spend a little time like you're buying it again. Drive it. Make sure there's no noises, no no issues, no nothing. And then go to my website, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Describe your car. Find out what it's worth on today's market. I've got low overhead. I've got 20 reasons on one of these sheets that I could pull up right now why I'm a better buyer, lower overhead, uh, full-service wholesaler, buy and sell the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, been in the business 54 years, connections all over Texas. I just sold a car to a dealer in Sweden. Sweden. Now, here's the good part about it. He's going to go to the turkey run. What's the turkey run? Turkey run is in a, is at the Speedway in Orlando, Florida. I mean Daytona Beach, I'm sorry, at Daytona 500 Speedway. And I'm going to deliver it to him in Orlando because he's flying into Orlando. And then he's going to the Turkey one, which is a big swap meet, big car show, big deal. And he's going to drive this 66 Bonneville of mine around for a month in Florida all the way to almost Christmas. And then he's going to drive it up to Virginia, and they're going to ship it to him in Sweden. And so we sell to Sweden, Australia. I be, I used to sell to Russia. That deal's closed up. I don't know what's going on in the laws and the shipping. Maybe Hillary's got a, too much piece of the action. I don't know. Who knows? She's involved more in, with Russia than anybody in the United States. And so he's going to do that. Uh I got a call from Africa wanting to buy flood cars. But the problem is flood cars are bringing too much money. I explained to my buyer over there, we want, he's wanting me to ship him a bunch. He knows I know what wholesale value of the cars are, and he can too because he can pull it up. I mean, it's online available to dealers and, you know, just to dealers. So he says, I want to buy them. And I said, well, they worth 20, 25 cents on a dollar. He said, yeah. Right now, this is hard to believe, but vehicles are bringing 50, 60 cents on the wholesale dollar value-wise. They're bringing too much flood cars. But there's so many dealers out there wanting to grab them up, clean them up, and put them on back on the street. Put them on there. They're going to try to sell them to everybody around. We're getting thousands a week coming in to San Antonio area, the three and four salvage sales around, and the area, and Kyle. I, uh, I was talking to a dealer in uh, Austin, said that out toward Bastrop, there's a big salvage yard, and they got in 3,000 one week. So a lot of those flood cars are going to be on the market. Number one, they're going to have issues. Number two, you've got a branded car that's not going to bring much money when you get ready to sell it. So you've got to understand that market. And that's, that's what we want you to do. Uh, here's a, a thought that I came across a teaching. I say, you can't convert someone who's not convicted. It's all about change. Conversion creates conflict. You can't convert somebody that's not convicted. Are you open-minded? If, if you're not convicted converting somebody to Jesus Christ, they got to be convicted. they got to understand. You know, they got to understand what's going on in their life. Understand the forgiveness. The more forgiveness you have, the more love for others you have. I guarantee, and, I, and I've witnessed that in my own life. The more forgiveness I have for people, the more love I have for other people. But does salespeople love people? Do they care about people? Or do they care only about the money they make? Do they only care about being the number one salesperson on top of the list. But when conviction comes, do they start telling the truth or do they go to work for a dealership where they're expected to tell the truth? The truth comes from owners, general managers, and managers. Now, some of these owners talk the talk but don't walk the walk. Some of the managers talk the talk but don't walk the walk. And what's the factor that causes that to change? Money. See, and if you're convicted, you won't do it. But if money's your God, you're going you're gonna to do whatever it takes to get more money. 
You never get enough. It's about change. It's about changing your life and change you, how you treat people, how you want to be treated. We want to be treated great. But sometimes, you know, when that money factor gets in there, does your, do you have a conscience? You know, your conscience will convict you. The conversion will come, will change. Just like those people that went to work for those dealerships that was out of my Bible study. Their conscience bothered them. They saw the truth coming on, and they made a change. They made a change going to a different dealership to go to work. You know, I love Proverbs fourteen twenty three. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Well, do you want to be poor? Is it time for you to start? You know, too many people jump up on Saturday morning and go buy a car. Big day. Saturday's a big day. I've had some dealerships sell 42 cars in one day. Uh, I used to do business with Lawrence Marshall in Hempstead before Mr. Marshall passed away and sold his dealership. But he sold 125 Suburbans in one Saturday. I was there. I saw it. Unbelievable. So, so many people jump up and say, oh, man, we're going to go buy us a new car today. And you're not prepared. This needs to be a year-long, every day. When you buy a vehicle, you need to start on the next one. What do I need in the future? What do I need to expect? What should I do? Did I make the right decisions? Do I need to get this one? What do I do on that next decision? See what the market is. Ask people questions. Hey, I make the mistake. I need to ask everybody. Do you want to sell your car? A friend of mine was driving a truck, and I, I had a place to sell it. Great, well-taken-care truck. Well, it had a lot of miles on it. He was scared as a friend to sell me a unit that might break down. I told him, hey, if the motor's cooled off, I've owned it too long. I didn't plan to live with it and drive it for the rest of its life. I said, you just sold it to me. He sold it to a big box store for 2000 less than I would have gave. And I would have made money. But see, you get into some of these situations and these stores, and they got signs. You'll see signs everywhere at a lot of these new car stores and used car stores. We want to buy your car. But are they a full-service wholesalers? Do they handle that type of car you're, you're driving? Can they do anything with it? Do they understand the market? They're sitting in their little cubicle most of the time, these used car managers, and they don't see what's going on in the real world. Their training is on that computer. Their training is the managers looking over them. And they got have money. I had a friend of mine that's in the car business, and he said, Randy, I want to thank you for explaining PAC. A lot of people don't unspack. He used to be in the new car business. He worked for several dealerships. He said, I remember when PAC was 500 and we thought it was too high, and now at that same dealership it's 1,500. And he says, I understand that there's as much as two to 2,200 in some dealerships. Well, what PAC is, when that car comes in, they pack that car, 1500 to $2,200. Now, how they want to make that over, they start at that figure. Let's say you sell them your car at 5000 Well, there's a 1500 Now they got to get 5500 or above that just to bust even because that goes to overhead. That goes over to the owners and the managers. So that's why one of the big reasons you can come to me, number two, is low overhead. And I stay on the market. I live, eat, and breathe the market. And if you don't think so, call Mannheim Auctions. They'll tell you. Used to, they don't quite do it anymore. Uh, uh, the managers there, uh, they talk to talk, but sometimes they don't walk to walk. They don't hold a sale up. Used to, they'd hold a sale up till I got there. They called me the sheriff because I wouldn't let anybody steal anything. Because I was there, if it was too cheap, I got to have it. You know, uh, I had a friend of mine tell me, I, Randy, you got worse habit than cocaine. You get to these auctions, and if something's too cheap, you got to have it. I said, well, it's a, it's a matter of looking at things. We keep score with money. And if that vehicle's too cheap, it'll make money. I need it. If it's too high, I don't have to have it. There ain't no vehicle in this world i got to have. I wish more customers were that way, but sometimes people get so consumed, they got to have these units 
Yes, it helps them work harder and save more money to get that vehicle. But how long is that love and feeling hang around? Good, I want you to be productive. Good, I want you to work hard. Just like it says here, all hard work brings profit. If you work hard, you'll make a better decision. You work hard, you save the money. You work hard, you understand, you put a little effort in. A little effort saves a little money. A lot of effort saves a lot of money. But, you know, that's why I'm here. I want to be your mentor. Give me a call, 830-708-4789. Thank you, thank you, 630 The Word. Great opportunity. Hey, I've had some listeners tell me since they've been listening to this, this show, they've started to listen to 630, and they like the people on it. It's a great station. 930 is another great station. they got the best format, I think, during the week on Tacos Guys there is. So add your learning. Remember, Proverbs 1.5, let the wise listen and add to their learning. I listen to you. I want to know what's going on. I want to listen to you, know what your situation is. I want to listen to you, how to better this show, how to get more information out, what you need to hear about, what you need. That's why I've got two different type of shows. I used to have five of them, but right now we're doing two. We've got a lot of stations that would love to have the... Hey, I've got some people calling me now wanting to advertise on this show. I'd love to have a bank or a credit union on this show teaching people. I'm concerned about your well-being. I'm concerned about your education. I want you to be the best you can be. I've got several people we're working with right now that would like to advertise on the show. And if you would, come see me. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. God bless you. Spend some time with your family. Spend some time on your budget. Spend some time on learning, growing, and being productive. I want you to be the best person you can be. And if you're not, ask Jesus Christ to come in your life. He'll change that, that thought. God bless you. Tune in next week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.